This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center is our fabulous producer. We thank him for all his help and hard work at all times. On the news line with us now, Michael McGuire is on the line. If you are an individual who's following birding around here or looking at songbirds or are concerned about them, you probably have already come across his name. If you're a fan of just really fabulous photographs, of some of the birds around here and elsewhere around the world. You may have already come across his work. He lives in our area. He's the webmaster and secretary for the Seven Mountains Audubon, uh, and he's a member of their board as well. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Yep, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. We wanted to hook up with one of the, one of the members of Seven Mountains for a while to talk about the songbirds. So let's uh, do that first. I, I want to find out more about birding around here and the science and the joy of it and some of your work. But uh, tell us, uh, songbirds are in peril. So give us a quick overview of what's happening there. Right. And I'll start by saying I'm not an expert on the topic by any means, um, diseases in, in birds. Um, so I'm speaking from the perspective of uh, somebody who is a member of the local Audubon board, and I'm aware of our recommendation to remove feeders, and also just as uh, a local who has a strong interest in birds and uh, has been trying to, to stay informed about uh, this uh, mystery illness as much as possible. Um, so we, we are recommending that people remove bird feeders and bird baths in our local area um, out of caution. Um, this mystery disease was first identified uh, around April in Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, and has since spread to West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, um, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. Um, and in Pennsylvania, it, it was first seen in southeastern Pennsylvania, but it, it's spreading quickly. And it's, it's very possible that it's, it's in our area right now. Um, we don't know. If it's not here yet, it probably will be very soon. Um, symptoms that people should watch out for that, that are known to occur with this disease include swollen, crusted, or closed eyes, lethargy, and neurological symptoms, including uh, birds having trouble standing, walking, uh, tremors, strange head movements. At this point, the, the cause has not been identified. It hasn't been linked uh, to a specific disease agent, and the mode of transmission is, is also unknown. Um, so our thinking, um, and also the, the thinking of several Audubon organizations uh, and wildlife organizations, including the Pennsylvania Game Commission, is that until we know what it is and we understand how it spreads, um, it's best to remove bird feeders and, and bird baths at, at this time. So we're, we're recommending this as a precautionary measure um, because it, it, it makes sense. It, it's not going to, to hurt birds, and it, it could very much help uh, to stop the, the spread of this disease. And it's really important to understand that for two reasons. So first, birds, especially this time of year when there's lots of natural food sources available, they, they don't depend on uh, bird feeders uh, for survival. So removing the feeders isn't going to hurt the birds. And we know that there's other bird diseases where they, they do spread uh, through feeder contact. Bird feeders, um, this 
creates a situation where lots of birds can come together and, and feed in large numbers at the same time. They have direct contact with other birds, direct contact with uh, the same bird food. So the bird food can become contaminated and also um, surfaces of, of feeders and, and bird baths. Yeah, there's no social distancing at the feeder, unfortunately. So that's 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 the right. drama there. Okay, so this is just a vexing mystery at this point. We don't know what it is. Uh, we're we're talking about uh, you know what what are we five, ten, six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent of songbirds dying off in an area? Do we do we know those kinds of numbers by chance? It's really hard to know exact numbers. You can read and people give estimates, but. Uh I mean, one of, one of the challenges, especially now when this is developing and, and spreading in our area, is to find out exactly where it is. Um, there are lots of uh, reports uh, from the public and, and different wildlife organizations, and actually, if people are interested, uh, it, is, it is possible to send reports, and we have a link on our, our website to, to do that. Um, however, since there hasn't been a, a cause identified, they can't really test, so they have to just look at symptoms and reports and, and try to, to confirm that, yes, the, 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 these cases are related to this new disease. Um, there's also overlap with uh, some other diseases. And it's important to note, too, when people see dead birds and birds dying, especially young birds this time of year, um, Mortality rates are very high for for a lot of young birds, and and they just they just don't survive. So it is normal to see some numbers of, of birds dying. Okay, so we want to take that uh, into account. Anything else that we really must say about something that's killing songbirds? Any other additional information before we talk about the Audubon chapter itself? There are certain species that seem to be much more affected. In particular, blue jays, uh, European starlings, common grackles. American robins, and northern cardinals. But it's also been observed in, in a range of different songbirds, including house finches, house sparrows, eastern bluebirds, red-bellied woodpeckers, uh, chickadees, and Carolina wrens. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, uh, half our population around here wouldn't know a kestrel from a nuthatch, but uh, a lot of folks do, we're glad to say, so they can keep an eye out for that particular ailment. Yeah, right, and... I guess I'll mention another reason why it's particularly important to remove feeders as a precaution is um, when we're looking at these species, um, these are many species that are in particular are very, very common feeder birds that, that people are very likely to see at their bird feeders. All right, well, we will keep that in mind. We invite folks to go to sevenmountainsaudubon.org, and that's the website of the local chapter of the Audubon Society, Seven Mountains Audubon, and uh, find out lots more about that. Well, I, I was ashamed to admit uh, up until about t 10 years or so, Mike Malasevich says uh, to the newsroom here, do you want to go on a bird count? I didn't even know there was a really an extensive amount of monitoring and studying and a, and a great birding chapter around here, the Audubon Society, but there is, and you're one of the board members. So tell us about Seven Mountains Audubon and uh, give our audience really the invite to learn more about the songbirds in our area. Well, uh, we are a local Audubon organization and chapter, and we have a, our website and also a Facebook group page, and we do a lot of regular local events. Um, the first Saturday of every month, uh, we try to, to host a bird walk at different local birding locations. Um, the next one is going to be a Trail of Trees outside of Sealands Grove um, next Saturday, August 7th. 
And on the third Wednesday of every month, we host um, different programs. Uh, they're usually at the Kelly Township Supervisor's Building outside of Lewisburg. And um, there's an address with directions on how to get there on our website. Uh, since COVID, we were doing virtual uh, programs and presentations, uh, which that has some other advantages. So in, starting in September, which is our next presentation, we don't always do, do them every month during the summer months. We're looking to go to a, a hybrid where we, we do have the events in person, but we also live stream them virtually. And we're experimenting with this, but we think it could have advantages as far as um, uh, reaching a greater audience to, to, to do it both ways. Um, and there's also other projects that we're involved in, including um, bird-friendly blooms. There's a link on our website to more resources about that. Uh, this is a program that was established last year in 2020 by Pennsylvania Audubon, and it's designed to help raise awareness about uh, local native plants and gardening and it seeks to form partnerships between different local Audubon chapters and uh, garden centers, nurseries, and, and landscaping organizations, among many others. So the goal is to increase access to native plants and information about native plants for, for people in the local community so that for people who are interested, they can help plan their gardens. And if you go to our website, there's specific links on, on more resources for, for how to do that. And I guess I'll also mention our Christmas bird count uh, because you brought that up, and that, that is also an important part of what we do. In addition to Christmas bird count, there's also the great backyard bird count that happens every year around February. And um, there's a lot of opportunities for citizen science and reporting of birds. Uh, through different apps right now, including eBird, which is, is very popular. Specifically, the, the Christmas bird count that's directly associated with uh, our local chapter. We have a local count circle around uh, Lewisburg. And every year, usually in, in December, uh, the exact date, date varies. We do an, an official count um, where we try to get as many people as possible, have them go out in the count circle and just see the uh, the number and different variety of species that we can identify. And anybody who wants to is welcome to participate. There's people who participate on um, all different levels of birdings, from beginners to people who have a lot of very advanced experience. This year we had 43 participants, which is um, about typical. There were some unusual and interesting findings, so a lot of people may be aware there was an, an eruption this year of boreal finches, including pine siskins, red poles, uh, gross beaks, crossbills, and we, we observed uh, red poles and also an evening gross beak, and this was only the second occurrence of common red poles in 25 years, and it was the first gross beak since 1999. And these, these are birds that a lot of people probably noticed that they're feeders this winter, and they, they would have been very different from the normal variety. These types of eruptions of birds that typically uh, spend most of their time farther north, they, they occur somewhat unpredictably depending on available of, uh, availability of, of food sources in, in their breeding habitats. And when food gets scarce there, they can come down in very, very large numbers as, as they did this winter looking for food.
Well, we'll have to stop you there because I really think you're on to something, and I'd love to follow up on this, and uh, we will do so. We'll set up a time where we can definitely learn more about uh, the unusual findings and the usual findings of the bird counts and the bird walks. I still need to learn more about how to do a bird-friendly garden, so we're going to save that for our next opportunity. But, Michael, thank you so much for all the information. Thank you for the help. For Thanks for all you're doing for the Audubon uh, group locally, and for your photography is just outstanding. So. Uh, thanks for that gift that you share with everyone. Thank you, sir. Thanks again, man. I'd love to come back and talk more sometime. All right, we will. We're definitely going to do that. Thank you so much, Michael McGuire, very active uh, local birder. He's the webmaster and secretary and a member of the board of the Seven Mountains Audubon. And uh, their website includes information like uh, where their bird walks are, information about bird-friendly gardens and the bird counts, and a few of the photographs. Michael McGuire are posted there. Uh, Seven Mountains Audubon dot org.